never ever have Germany fired a manager of their national football team until Hansi Flick. Neither did they ever have a foreigner in their position. Will that change as well? Or if we give it a deep dig, is changing a manager going to solve all of Germany's problems? Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I'm your host Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. So I know it's kind of late now, and I know that Germany surprisingly beat France after、mm-hmm. they lost to Japan, but that didn't really solve their problem. They now have three legends、yeah. in the position, not even as the interim manager. Yeah, no, this is this is a crazy situation. You know, it's funny we kind of. We almost talked about this previously when we were talking about Harry Kane going、yeah. to Bayern Munich. It's something that never happened before. Seems very out of the blue. Seems very like a, a sign that things behind the scenes、mm-hmm. are not working correctly. And now you have this with Hansi Flick, which、yeah. honestly is one of the most surprising developments because when、uh, Germany were winning everything when they won the World Cup in 2014, he was considered like the next in line. He、mm-hmm. was kind of the back room with Yogi Love. And then with how it happened with Yogi sticking around, he decided to go to be a club manager, goes to Bayern Munich, and turns that team into just a behemoth. Like、mm-hmm. his his record is like something he won two thirds of his games. They were crushing everyone, and then it isn't a case of his contract expired or they pushed him out. It was a case of the opportunity arose to take over from Yogi Love,、mm-hmm. so he voluntarily left to go and take that position. And at that time, I would have said Flick was, if not the best manager in the world, one of the best, like one of that elite crop alongside your Pep Guardiola's and your Thomas Tuchel's. So he gets in this position, and it's been a disaster. Yeah. And then to see that he is then fired, and there's a short list of eight or so names, but it also includes Julian Nagelsmann, another great manager, doesn't、mm-hmm. have a job. That. Right now, German football at its highest level, I wouldn't say chaos. I wouldn't say drama, but just something is not right.、Mm. In that case, because Flick used to be my favorite manager when he and Bayern won everything.、Mm-hmm. How much do you blame him for like placing Germany in such a difficult situation? I think part of the issue is when he was, like I say, with、uh, that backroom staff with Yogi、yeah. Love. It's one thing to be part of that staff; it's another to be in control.、Mm. And you look at what he was doing when that Bayern squad was winning everything, and that level of control, that level of chemistry required between the players, you simply don't get that when you are at national level. I mean, think about how much time he was spending at the Allianz Arena,、mm-hmm. at the training ground,、uh, Sabina Strasse, and that's what hours and hours, six days a week. Then you become the national manager. You get these groups and fits and starts. Two weeks here, six weeks off. Two weeks here, six weeks off. It's not guys who are playing for the same club, so they are、mm-hmm. arriving. Then either they don't see each other because they're in different leagues, or they're playing against each other. So the base camaraderie isn't there. The time to build the team isn't there. And I get the feeling that quite simply he couldn't adapt that schedule.、Mm-hmm. And even then. You know, to play into what you're saying, you look at the Germany squad at the moment. I don't think many managers could get that to being world class. True, because usually the manager is always the first one to get blamed for underperformance. But I know that he makes plans, he makes the rotations, he makes everything. But it's the players who actually went to the field to get it done.、Mm-hmm. Whatever he had worked in Bayern Munich, yeah, and. 
maybe not half, but nearly half of the players on the field, they were from Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. So they know how it works. And these are all top players, yeah. though of different clubs from different leagues. They should make it work. And again, this is only a friendly. I know they lost in the World Cup. It's really a disaster. Mm-hmm. And then they chose to believe him after that. And now it's a friendly. Again, losing to Japan by three goals is bad, but... Isn't it too quick a decision to just say, okay, now you're fired? And again, this is the first time you fire a manager for this? Especially because the nature of the game. Like, for example, I believe it was the fourth goal that went through. Mm. It was entirely on Antonio Rudiger, who was standing right in the middle and just did not track back until the ball and the man were well beyond him. So there's limits to what he can do with the players he has. And to fire him like this, when... I mean, I assume they just thought, we'll fire him and Nagelsmann will step in. Uh, and that's the only assumption I can have, because otherwise, like you, you said, have someone it doesn't place, make any yeah. sense. Because yes, the World Cup was a, was a massive failure, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And previously when Germany fails, they just reboot immediately. It's like the current generation or the generation that excelled, the generation that brought us the Bastian Schweinsteigers of the world, when that was at its pomp, it was because they were flopping at the start of the century in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And they were, okay, root and branch, start again, developing the next generation. And that has not really filtered through. So either you give your genius manager, which is what I consider Flick to be, more mm-hmm. time to work, or you fire him knowing you have someone else to step in. And at the moment, it seems like they were willing, not willing to give him more time, but not willing to have a follow-up. And when you have an aging squad like they do, that's a trifecta of bad bad positions to be in. Mm. Now, if I have to criticize certain players who played or who didn't play, mm-hmm. I think there is a problem I should point out that I believe Germany has been dealing with for so long is that they lack a big center, a position right. that proved very important in the World Cup. It's not like they have no one. Of course, they don't have Robert Lewandowski, but they have uh, Phil Krug, mm-hmm. which proved worked, actually. Yeah. It's Fleek's fault that he didn't use him. But it's also the whole team's like you're. Some of you didn't do enough to support a big center there to do something. So and also the whole team like they got out outrun. They got outquicked by Japanese players mm-hmm. multiple times. Their defense was so problematic, and they still haven't find out like where should uh, Kimish play? Yeah, the midfielder or right back. Mm-hmm. This whole lineup is just so chaotic. And as well as that, you know, Nicholas Fulkrug, he plays for Werder Bremen, mm. not a top team in the league. I mean, it's weird talking about the Bundesliga because there's so much competition below Bayern that sometimes yeah. a team can be great, sometimes not. But the fact you have a Bayern Munich squad and the only striker you have is Thomas Muller, mm. who, you know, last I checked was 34 and he's yeah. your starting striker. When he isn't even typically a striker, he himself admits he typically plays in the spaces behind. Mm-hmm. Behind him then is Florian Wirtz, who I believe is like 30, 31. Oh, no, he's 20, but he plays for Bayer Leverkusen, mm-hmm. which again is on its way up with Xabi Alonso, but it's still not where you think it should no. be. But in general, it's, it's a fairly old team. You have like a Jonas Hoffman on the wing. He's 31. You have um, Robin Gosens in the midfield, 29. Pascal Gross, 32. Mm-hmm. It's a team that is not particularly young. Emery Chan is back in the squad after going back and forth from Dortmund yeah. to Liverpool and back, having not really performed. So you do have good players, but the next generation is really not coming through. And you're no. reliant on people who, like you say... Are either playing out of position or are not excelling at that position, 
And when you end up going against a side like Japan, who's incredibly well drilled, mm-hmm. it kind of falls apart. Yeah. When Germany overcame that slump in the early 20s, now back then they had Schweinsteiger, mm-hmm. like the rising of Schweinsteiger, Lam, and even Thomas Müller. Yeah, because Thomas Müller back in those days, I mean, when you are a maverick like Thomas Müller, like I feel bad talking about saying they're. It's a problem having him up front as your striker. Mm-hmm. But for a long time, he's been a genius because he is fairly a maverick player. Yeah. But the problem with maverick players is they don't fit into systems. Uh, so then when they start to age, their legs go slightly, mm-hmm. their physicality goes slightly. They simply can't do what they did before. And it was fine if you had him playing against, like, I don't know, alongside, say, a Mario Gomez, a traditional number nine. Mm-hmm. But now when he is your sole goal scorer and he's in his 30s, it's simply not sustainable. Yeah. Like you said, the next generation is not going up quickly enough because when they won the World Cup, I mean, at least I thought that Mario Götze is going to be there for mm-hmm. a long time. He didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. Now you have Kai Havertz. I still don't know why so many managers believe he can no. be the next big thing. He's young. I mean, not young, but not old either. Yeah. But apparently he, he, he doesn't fit in Germany's system if there's a system. Yeah, Kai Havertz is a really strange player because... A thing that I always think of, and I suspect a lot of people think this as well, is they remember him scoring that winning goal in the Champions League against Manchester City. And that was a very big goal, very important goal for Chelsea. So that kind of sticks in the back of your mind. It's like, well, he's been clutch on a big stage Mm -hmm. once before. And he's rated very highly by Thomas Tuchel, rated very highly by Mikel Arteta, rated very highly by Hansi Flick. And yet, in every scenario... He just let you down. Yeah, and it's one of those things where now, like you say, I don't even know where you play him because I don't even know what his strengths are. Even though I've seen him play now, you go back to his Bundesliga days, to his Premier League days, that's mm-hmm. about four or five seasons where I've been aware of this guy. And quite simply, do you, play, yeah, do you yeah. play him as a attacking mid? Is he a second striker? I, he likes to float out to the wing sometimes. That's where he came in with that with that darting run to score that goal that I mentioned. And I feel like that, like, maybe it's not just me, maybe it is just me, I don't know, but it's that which lingers in the mind. And then all these years later, I still don't know what to do with the guy. And as far as I can see with what's happened with Arsenal this year, Mm -hmm. neither does Arteta, and yet here he is starting games for the Germany squad at age 24, probably expected to be their next generation, and no one can get anything out of him. True. Um, like we mentioned in the beginning, Germany has never had a foreign manager. Mm-hmm. As both uh, the other powerhouse in Europe, England, I yeah. don't remember ever having a foreign manager in that position mm-hmm. either. Is that going to be in the in a way when, say, they decide, okay, we're going to have someone we can trust that can make a change, like Van, Louis van Gaal. Is that going to be in his way of stepping in? Yeah, well, that's it, because um, I think it was Michael Ballack who announced it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a short list of like eight potential names oh. and there's two foreigners on it, Olivier Glasner, who is from Austria yeah. and Louis van Gaal because van Gaal has said he would be willing to step in. Cause he's kind of too old though. That's it, he's a little bit old and he said that, well to be fair, he's a little bit old but he said that that means he can't keep up with the pace of a the weekly schedule of a club team uh, but, but he can do mm-hmm. the short bursts of a national team. So at least he knows the mentality. He was just there with the Netherlands and for my money, they were one of the best teams there. Yes, they lost to Argentina, but Argentina wanted to win, so yeah. fair enough. Also, he was there for that two-season stint at Bayern Munich. He's well-liked in the country. He's well-known. Mm-hmm. But even so, one, yes, he is Dutch, which 
if you are a Germany fan, fan of Die Mannschaft, that's probably yeah. the last person you want. Um, and also, again, like with Hansi Flick, he has this very rigid playing style, mm-hmm. which right now I can't see fitting onto the players that they have available. So it's not going to be a quick fix. But at the same time, he's in his 70s. He's just got over cancer. Mm-hmm. It would have to be a pretty long rebuild. I don't think that's the kind of person you want. And you look through the history of like the the teams he's played for, pretty much every single one has had a star player who has came out later and said, well, he benched me, he didn't use me correctly, yeah. simply because they didn't fit into the way he wants to play. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps, to kind of counteract what I've just said, perhaps they're looking at what he did with the Netherlands because... The Netherlands always play that 4-3-3 style. Mm-hmm. He came in and was like, no, we're playing 3-5-2. And that got them really quite far. It was a re- kind of a rejuvenation. And it brought more life into the team. It got them to where they got to. Maybe they're looking at that as in, okay, he'll come in and just shake things up completely. And the way he is as a tactician, mm-hmm. as a fairly demanding coach, he'll get results. But surely that was what Hansi Flick was supposed to do. Yeah. And it didn't work out. So... I don't know. I Of all the foreigners who are available, admittedly there's only two on the shortlist, but still, mm-hmm. Van Hall seems like the best option. But I feel like they should be looking for someone younger. Mm. Someone younger like Nagelsmann? Well, that's it. Nagelsmann is almost too young for it. Yeah. Cause, and his record didn't speak well. Yeah, exactly. Because he also has this pretty similar style if you play my way or you don't. Mm-hmm. And not only that, he is almost of the pep school where yeah. it's one thing to be... Like, if you're looking at it for like both ends of the spectrum, you have the complete rigidity of a Louis van Gaal. Mm. But then with uh, Nagelsmann, his constant flexibility, constant chopping and changing, you can't really do that when you're playing these short bursts, mm-hmm. two games, yeah. back to club. Players get lost. Precisely. So you probably want someone in the middle. And the dream target is Jurgen Klopp. Mm. He's not going to step away from Liverpool, no. not for any time soon. But you can understand what they kind of want. He has a three at the front, but it's a floating three. They kind of circle around each other. He's willing to adapt his midfield and his defenders. We have Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's, yes, a right back, but he plays so far up the pitch. It can become a collapsing 3-5-2, stuff like that. So you can see that in him, you have a formation style that is flexible, that can bend. It's just a case of he is dedicated to his club. He's getting results. He's well-liked. He's making a lot of money. Mm Mm-hmm. If they can find someone who can do that, but for the national team, that's who they should find. But it's easier said than done. It's not easy, yeah. Mm -hmm. For Jürgen Klopp, for his style to work, I think every player has to be working in their 100 and even 10 or 20% of their Mm -hmm. best. That's actually a problem I saw in Germany. I was reading comments that some people believe not everyone on Germany's roster is motivated enough to play to work hard mm. for the national team. That actually, if we take it longer back, you remember in the uh, 2010s when, I don't remember which game, they were like, okay, 11 players on the field. Seven or six of them don't even sing when the mm. anthem is on because yeah. they don't really come from 100% German background. Mm-hmm. Could that be a problem that finally take effect? Like now they don't really have a very 
strong German background, so they don't feel motivated. I'm not saying they're they're flopping. I'm just saying、mm. that they're not working as hard as possible. Yeah, that that is one thing which has come up repeatedly because it's it's funny you say that because when.、Um, Italy won the Euros.、Mm-hmm. It was an entirely Italian team, with the exception of Jorginho,、yeah. who I believe is Italian parents, but was born in Brazil.、Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long he lived there, but basically, he was always considered like, yes, he's Italian, but not completely.、Mm-hmm. But it is has been a thing where we saw recently in the Women's World Cup as well with、yeah. the U.S. national team.、Mm-hmm. They won't sing the anthem. They will not kind of have this sense of unity representation of the country. And then they lose to teams that、Sweden. do、yeah. precisely. So, I do think with this German side,、um, the nature of it, like with、uh, Antonio Rudiger, with Ilkay Gundogan, Emery Can as well,、mm-hmm. uh, Leroy Sané, Serge Gnabry, we are seeing a German squad that is a lot less cohesive than it has been、yeah. in the past in terms of ethnicity and terms of nationality. And as we've seen repeatedly, when you get to the national stage, quite simply that. Inbuilt chemistry, that inbuilt sense of we are we are all standing for one particular nation, one particular flag. If you don't have that, it can fall apart.、True. So, so I do think going forward, it's going to be something they're going to have to deal with. And as we've seen with France,、mm. that can be a very difficult. Oh thing. yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah.、Mm. Whoever takes over, what do you think will be a an acceptable record for them in at say Euro twenty twenty four? To be honest, I feel like you have to immediately get back to being a championship side.、Wow. Like I don't think I'm not saying that immediately. As in, okay, new manager comes in, 2024, they're winning it.、Mm-hmm. But what I mean is to be a team where, when they're discussed, they're thought of as a threat,、mm. and they're gonna get to the finals or the third place or the semis. You know, like for example, I believe there was a statistic with Bayern Munich where, like for. Twenty or so in a row,、mm-hmm. they were either in the final or the semi-final.、Yeah. So even when there were better teams and everything, they were always in the discussion.、Mm-hmm. Germany needs to get back to being in that position because, as it stands, you you know you, when you are a side like Germany or you're side like Bayern Munich, there's a level of invincibility when teams come and play you. They get a bit nervous. They think、mm. there's a problem. True. When that disappears. It's very difficult to come back. We're seeing it right now in the Premier League with、yeah. uh, Manchester United.、Mm-hmm. Used to be teams would go to Old Trafford and not even play their best because they think there's no point.、Mm-hmm. Now teams go there thinking it's easy points.、Yeah. And getting back to that invincibility is very difficult. At the moment, this German squad is undergoing, let's say, a blip.、Mm-hmm. But if one more tournament rolls by where they get knocked out by a minnow、yeah. or struggle against someone like a Sweden. Like a like a South Korea when they got knocked knocked out, like Japan in the friendly. If that happens again, suddenly they've got real problems. That's true. I mean, they should be glad this is the、uh, Euros, not the World Cup. Or、mm. what happened in 2014 could be, you know, backfired. Right. Exactly.、Yeah. So I think that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be hearing from you guys very soon next week. See ya. Bye bye.